Hey, this is Michelle with a couple more thoughts for you out of Acts 2. And I thought we should just probably talk about the Holy Spirit himself. Since, you know, Acts 2 is about Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, let's just talk about the Holy Spirit. And I think I would just love to piggyback off of this verse. This is 1 Corinthians 12, 1. And it says, in the NIV, it says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Um, I re- I've learned that, that that word there is actually, if you translate it straight from the Greek, it should read more like this. So now about spirituals, I don't want you to be ignorant. So spirituals meaning the things that the Spirit does. Like the Holy Spirit's going to do things, and I don't want you to be ignorant about it. So I think that that's really good advice. Like I don't want us to be ignorant and confused about about the things that the Holy Spirit does. And when we get confused, we shouldn't just kind of shrug our shoulders and look away. We should go like, God, help me to understand that. Like, help me to understand these things about your, what your spirit might do that are big and important and wild and confusing. And like, God, will you help me understand that? So we don't want to be ignorant. Like, Paul takes many chapters in First Corinthians, like 12, 13, 14, that whole chunk, and it talks a bunch about the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, it was a big deal. And so I think maybe it should also be a big deal to us. Um, one thing I would love to go to is in Ephesians 4.30, it says this, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed. What does it mean to grieve the Holy Spirit? I, like, what would happen if, if I was grieved? Like, if my children grieved me? Like, wh- what would that mean? I'm like, I think it would mean that they, like, broke my heart that they hurt my feelings, that they, that they did something that grieved me. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. How would we go about grieving the Holy Spirit? How would we go about hurting his feelings? I think when we ignore him, or we don't want to talk about the things that he does, I think that would actually hurt his feelings. Um, so do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Let's not ignore him. Um, what about First Thessalonians 5:16 and following says this: Be joyful always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. Oh, that's a, just a chunk of good advice. Um, look at verse 19, which says, Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Another translation is, Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Like, what does it look like for us to live in such a way that we do not quench the Holy Spirit, that we don't put out the fire? Like, if, if the Holy Spirit is a flame on a candle, that we don't put it out, that we fan that flame, that we fan the flame of the Spirit, of what the Spirit is doing, even when it is maybe something we don't naturally understand, that we go, God, help us to figure that out. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. It's a command. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Command. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Ugh. Like, I think that's so wise. Like, how do we go, when I see something happen, if the Holy Spirit is doing something, how do I hold it in an open hand and go, God, test everything and hold on to the good. God, what are you doing? And how do we discern what God is up to through the Holy Spirit and then hang on to that which is good? And when it says avoid every kind of evil, Lord, give us wisdom about what that means. That it maybe is not a super simple thing. Um, I want to look at a little more deeply at 1 Corinthians 12. 
And because I do think that there's like some division in the body of Christ about the gifts of the spirit and how things work and how they're supposed to work and different denominations land in a lot of different places. And I have had to get to a place where I was like, Holy Spirit, will you just teach me? Like, will you disciple me? You are, you're my comforter. You're my instructor. Teach me about these things. And I've asked and I've learned a lot. One of the things that I've learned is, is that first Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. Like when you go to a wedding, that's what they read, right? It's like love is patient. Love is kind. All the things, right? What is interesting is I would just dare you to read first Corinthians 12, which is now about spiritual brothers. I don't want you to be ignorant from right then on. It goes on through all through 12 about gifts and the body, and then it goes into love, and then it talk, the chapter of 13 is all about love, and then it goes right back into chapter 14, it's about prophecy and tongues. This chapter about love is actually right smack dab in the context of the Spirit. It's talking about spiritual gifts and how they are supposed to operate, and though I could talk about that for a really long time, I'll put it in this little nutshell that spiritual things the way the Holy Spirit works in and through His kingdom should always look and feel and smell like love. Spiritual gifts should always feel like love. So, I mean, we know this. I think we read this all the time, but I'm like, I just want to put it really in the context of the Holy Spirit. Like when He says, like, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. So He's saying, hey, love is really central. If I, have, if I do all of these amazing things but I have not love, I gain nothing. He's like, all of these spiritual things that are happening without love are nothing. Because, like, let's, let's just, I'm just going to translate it a second. So, of course, we know it says love is patient, love is kind. Let's translate it. Spiritual, spiritual things the Holy Spirit does are patient. They are kind. They do not envy. They do not boast. They are not proud. They are not rude. They are not self-seeking. They are not easily angered. They keep no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. These things always protect, always trust, always hope, always persevere. Never fail. Love never fails. The way that spiritual gifts should operate in the body of Christ should look and feel like love. I have personally experienced some places where that has not been the case. And I also know, I had to say to God, God, if I can know you better by experiencing any of these things the Holy Spirit wants to do, I want to know you. I want to know the depth of God. And so in any places where I am like bitter or hardened to a gift of the Spirit, I have to hold that in an open hand and go, God, will you teach me really how could I know you better through that? If you would choose to move with a prophecy or with a tongue or with a gift of the Spirit, God, could I know you? If I can know you better by that, I want to know you better, no matter what that looks like, even if it feels crazy and sideways to me. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want to quench the Spirit's fire. I want to be someone who goes, I am open-handed. I test everything. I hold on to the good. Like, God, show me how to follow you and know you, but I don't want to be ignorant. And when it comes out well, it will look and feel like love. So take some time and read read First Corinthians twelve through fourteen in one just solid chunk, and then go. Why is the love business right in the middle of that? I think it's really really important. So let's pray. God, would you help us understand? 
Holy Spirit, will you open our eyes to see you? Holy Spirit, would you teach us how to not grieve you, how to not put out your fire, how to not miss what you're doing, and how do we follow you in a way that looks and feels like love itself? God, may we be a people in the kingdom of God who live that way. Help us not to miss it. And God, we apologize for the way that we have grieved you. Holy Spirit, I am sorry for the way that I have grieved you and broken your heart. And God, I want to follow you. Holy Spirit, wherever you move, I want to go with you. I surrender again today into the flow of your spirit. I want to go where you're going and do what you do. So lead me. In Jesus' name, amen.